Welcome, Desiree Data. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a fabulous Sunday night stream. It's me, Lady Ada, with me on camera control is Mr. Lady Ada, and we're yeah. at my desk. This is the desk of Lady Ada. This is where all the magic happens. Uh, this is uh, where I'll be found dead one day. So uh, we had a fun STEMA Sunday, and um, I designed a new STEMA board. But uh, first, we have some website news. Yeah, so I just wanted to um, give folks a heads up, because we're constantly updating adafruit.com, and unfortunately, there's no such thing as the electronics press. Um, most of the companies that are like Electronics Journal, they're just owned by big companies. Yeah. So they just do press releases for big companies. We and, don't really do press releases. Yeah. And so, you know, we do electronic news, um, but it's things that we like and there's editorial yeah. and there's a code of ethics and all that stuff. But all the rest of these things, unless you're a giant company, you don't get coverage. Right. So we have to talk about things we're doing on our site, especially when they're innovative. We, we have. Yeah. So oh, constantly. So here's our website, adafruit.com. And there's a couple new things. First up, most people want to know what's new. What's new? So we have a button. Just click it. It says what's new. <laughs> and that's where most people go right away. So yeah. we put that front and center. I go um, there constantly. Now, if you were, you know, back in the old days, or just even right now, when you hit products, you can see all the new uh, products here. You get featured products mm -hmm. and all the categories. And that's super fun. But you may also notice something else live. Live. So we do... Wait, 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 we are live right now. We're live right now. So let's see what happens when we click live. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, look. It's an ad. It's an ad. Yeah, because this browser is uh, signed out. So let's... Uh, you can skip it. Yeah, let's skip this ad. Hey, look. Whoa. It's us talking about us talking it's me. about us. Hey, look. We can go premium without the ads. Whoa. So anyways, um, so that's, that's the, the things that we added. We also have, you know, the flexible messaging area up here that's been here for a while. Uh, we have voting resources. We have our safety protocols. Um, we're the only electronics company that I know of that publishes safety protocols. And we also have voting resources for everybody out there. So um, one of the other things that we do is um, the, the live thing will go to whatever scheduled video yeah. is coming up, or it'll just go to our videos page. Um, but one of the things that we do every single Tuesday is JP's product pick yeah and the product pick um and i'm just gonna go and pick like the most one of the most recent things so this is cutie pie um now this isn't an original idea we saw how giant e-com sites in china operate and they make amazon look silly um they broadcast from product pages and they're like when you're watching the the show you're actually buying the product so we did one live from from stemma so or, sorry uh, cutie pie so adafruit.com slash cutiepie, JP broadcasted live, and this show was live inside of the product page. This is, you know, I, I tried to talk to some electronic, you know, tr trade journalists, and they're like, well, like, we're really interested in mergers between, like, you know, gold chip and silver chip. You yeah. Know, so, you know, so here's, here's a, I think this is innovation in, in the electronic space because yeah. no one talks about the marketing of, um, other maker companies do. Um, or they'll, they'll try to talk with each other. But um, this is something we think is, is here to stay. If, we, if you do electronics, you're going to need to do something like this, uh, where you have a live section, you have what's new, you have um, something like an Adafruit learning system, um, you have you know important messages, like right now, vote. And so that's just some site news I wanted to show off. So back to the regularly scheduled programming. What are you doing this week on Discovery Data? Okay, so um, 
As mentioned, uh, making a new STEM board. So let's look at the computer. Let's go to the computer and we'll show off the files and we'll show off the uh, product. Um, so I saw this pop up on digikey.com slash new slash new. Um, I'm picking it for an, uh, this week's NPI. Don't tell anybody. That's a secret. Um, and this, uh, the, the Bosch pressure sensor series, you know, it's, it's kind of famous, right? They started with the BMP085, then the BMP180, 183, 280, you know, E280, 680, and then they started going to the 3 Series. And the 3 Series, um, it's so incredibly precise that, I mean, it can do altitude detection to a couple centimeters, which is, which is pretty amazing. Um, so it's meant for industrial use, like drones or other robotics where altitude is important. You know, you, you want to know the absolute orientation because like if you use GPS, especially if you use RTK GPS, you can get like XY precision to be very good. Um, and then uh, with IMUs, you can do like orientation detection and then this gives you height detection um, from sea level. So it's very handy. Uh, so um, this new sensor just came out, uh, the BMP390, and thankfully it's the same pinout shape as the 388, which we already had in the store. And I was designing a STEM IQT board for the BMP388. Uh, folks who are watching the Adafruit shop will notice I have been revising every sensor that we have made over the last like 10 plus years and turning it into the STEM IQT format, one inch by 0.7 inches, two or four mounting hole, text at the top, two plug and play connectors on the right. Um, the idea is that I want all our sensors to be as similar in size as possible uh, to make you know, mechanical design easier um, and also to have that plug and play STEMA you know, quick compa uh, uh, compatibility. Um, because I think that for a lot of people's projects, like we saw the Cutie Pie, you just wanna like plug in stuff. You don't even wanna do any soldering. You don't wanna do connecting. You just wanna have wires that connect your OLEDs and your sensors and, and you know, your GPIO breakouts and your ADCs. Um, so the BMP388 was actually on my list to do, and so I did that. And um, because the BMP390 had just gone into the DigiKey shop, I picked up a couple and I soldered it onto a PCB. So let's just quickly look at the overhead and I'll just show you the, the PCB here. So it's so small, I gotta get, I gotta get a little closer. Okay, so um, this is the uh, BMP388, but I have the 390 uh, soldered on. I like it when companies use the same um, pin shape and pinout, uh, you know, package shape and pinout for their sensors, especially when they upgrade them. Uh, it just makes it so I can reuse stencil and I can kind of like reuse the PCB design. Um, so uh, it was quite nice to see that the 390 was kind of like the same as the 388. It was just internally there's some you know better calibration or, or sensor management but um it's pretty much like identical the whole three series i think is going to be they have one api for all of them so that's good news and then on um the computer you can go back to the computer i can show the output um we've got i don't think oh yeah i can make this font bigger look at that um get the temperature uh, barometric pressure and then convert that to altitude and um, you know what's impressive is like you know as I lift it up the table a little bit you can see the altitude go up you know to 50.56 meters and then if I put it back down on the table it goes down to 0.24 so it, you know or, or 0.1 so it is you know nearly centimeter um, level precision 
Um, especially the way I'm running it now where I'm doing oversampling. I take 16 samples and then it averages them. That's done in chip. Um, and that oversampling, it slows down the sensor, but you'll get, um, we're gonna have a little bit of that noise. So you'll get a, a, a more accurate reading. Um, so that's the BMP390. Uh, so I'm going to basically just change the silk screen on this PCB and then panelize it and send it out as I've shown in other videos. So the next thing I was working on is we had um, the Stemma friend and uh, I thought I would kind of like work on it sort of in parallel. So one of the things I did in the last week is create an I squared C sniffer. So yeah, let's go back to the overhead if that's cool. Now I will, I will zoom out. Um, so we've got here the Metro and the Metro is connected to the uh, sensor. And then the other side of the sensor is actually connected to um, the Stemma friend, which is um, the SAMD21 on here. I actually um, got, figured out a way to turn it into an I squared C sniffer. So it's actually reading the GPIO lines really, really fast, um, kind of using the lowest level GPIO reads. And then, um, you know, I never actually like read the I squared C specification, but it's actually not too hard. You're just looking for like some pin transitions that tells you um, how the data is read. It's, it's very specific, you know, the, the, you know, clock line is, you know, low. And then if the SDA line transitions while it's low, that means it's a stop or a start. And then data just comes in eight bits at a time. So it's, it's not too bad. And I was able to, um, by using the lowest level reads, I can um, GPIO bit bang read I squared C signals that are coming in um, even at 100 kilohertz, which is kind of the standard I squared C. I think if I wanted 400 kilohertz or megahertz, I would have to go to a SAMD51. But SAMD21 actually works. So let's, um, let's, let's look at that on the computer screen. So this is, this is the data coming in. You know, this is the Metro, again, reading the BMP390. And then I'm BitBang reading it. So I'll just turn off scrolling. So the S here stands for start. That's the start bit detect. And then there's this EE. And if you know the BMP series, you're like, well, why is the first byte EE, like on all of them? And that's because, um, you remember I squared C addresses are seven bits and then they're shifted over when you do a data read. So um, if you take EE and you divide it by two, you get 77, which is the standard I squared C address that uh, we use for uh, BMP sensors. So this is start read from address 77. Uh, sorry, no, this is write uh, to address 77. Uh, 1B, so that means, uh, you know, write that data value, that usually means you're gonna read that register value, 1B. And then you see another start, so repeated start. And then EF, which is, again, 77 shifted over with a one bit, which means I'm now gonna read that data, and I'm gonna read three. And then this is a NAC, which means there's no more data to be read, and then P for stop. So this is just one I squared C transaction. And then, you know, you can see here um, a longer transaction, but basically starts, Data, data, you know, repeated starts, more data, knack, and stop. And then what I can do next is turn that into like a more understandable I squared C transaction. So good stuff happening here. The data seems pretty good. It, it seems complete. So now I just have to do the formatting um, to get it into like a more like readable, because most people don't read the seven bit address that way. They want to see like 
read address, write address. I don't want to like have to shift bits around and usually people don't care about the NAC bit at the end or the stop. They just want to see like, here's one transaction. Um, so I'll, I'll keep working on that. That's a little, it's a little slow going um, to get the um, sniffer code going. There was just a, there's like a, like a ring buffer that I had to do. And um, I use two IRQs, one on each SCL and SDA pin for when they do a pin change. And then you have to kind of like do this port level read. Um, and when you use port level reads, uh, that's when you can get like very fast data reads. If you use d digital read or digital write, it's much too uh, slow because it has to go through like, you know, multiple layers of um, uh, like translation. Um, so in this case, I'm actually just like reading the raw data. Uh, sort of like, you know, when people had AVRs, they would use pin B and port B and DDRB, like the raw level register. That was kind of the only way to do it. Um, it's like that, but uh, thankfully there's there's a little helper. This register is is very nicely described. So this is how you read the data raw, and then I, I put the data into a, a, a 8K ring buffer, um, and that's plenty long enough for, you know, very long transactions. So uh, more to come with that. Okay, and then next up I was playing with... Um, the, oh, you want to do a question? Oh, yeah. Ask more questions. All right. I answered uh, Adaboxer shipping uh, this week, next week. So next week. So go to adabox.com. Get yours now. Yeah. Um, and if you sign up, guess what? You get one. But we only have a few slots. We don't left. have that many left. Yep. We actually have maybe, I think, like a dozen or so. Okay. Very next up. Okay. Um, any news regarding the NAU 7802 STEM award that was in the works a few months ago? It's the 24-bit ADC for Lizzo. Yeah, I gotta finish it one day. Yeah, I it, it was I was doing it just like in the middle of March, and then kind of everything in the middle of March sort of got thrown into a, a plate. Oh yeah, why? I don't know. Kind of boring summer. Yeah, right? a really boring March. Nothing um, been going on really. Yeah, and it's like it doesn't make sense. It's like I've done newer things then, but it's just been like I have to get, I have to push the items off the stack. Yeah. Um, all right, so a lot of people have picked up Matrix Bonnet, which is sweet. Um, and one thing that, uh, sorry, not matrix, matrix portal. I always get that mixed up. We're going to just want in matrix portal. Um, so we designed the matrix portal to plug into the back of LED matrices. But one thing that um, a few people have asked and I will want to write up is whether you can connect it to multiple matrices. And the answer is yes, you can by chaining the matrices together. Um, so for example, I'll see if I can just light this up. Um, oh, can you just go to like plain me? I think because it's, it's kind of small. So for example, um, you know, I, this is the 32 by 64 matrix project, except I just, I just changed it to 30 to 96 because it's now two matrices in a row. And you'll see even though these aren't the right pitch because this is kind of what I had kicking around the house, um, you know, the, the data can go as many panels as you want. You just chain them together using IDC cable. So the power cable that you get when you get these matrices, it actually has usually two connectors. So that makes it really easy to um, connect two devices like instantly. Yeah, so the cable like looks like this and it has um, two of these little like um, Molex chunky ends. So you can just plug it in and then you use one of these IDC cables and this isn't for power this is just for data so the power comes through these thick cables and the data goes through these thin cables 
And um, these IDC cables, you can um, get them in any length. So if you even want to have the matrices like separated, um, they don't have to be right next to each other. Like most people you do. You make a cube. You can make a cube, for example, which might be a project that I, I want to work on because we did a cube a long time ago, but it was like using HDMI only. And I think now we could do it with the, the matrix portal could definitely drive a cube. And I could maybe do like 3D uh, pixel dust. Um, so which uh, brings us to the great search where we'll show how to get custom IDC cables oh, couple, from DigiKey. A couple things before you go into the great search. Yeah. How much are those panels? Um, well, each panel is a little bit different price. Yeah, but go to this product page and check it out. Let's go to, uh, hold on, let me go to like 3264. So it depends, but they're like, you know, $40 for a 64 by 32. The 64 by 64s are more expensive because it has twice as many pixels, so they're like 55. So it's going to be basically between like, 40 and, and $60, depending on the size, the pitch, uh, the number of pixels. Um, like, you know, the 16 by 32s are very inexpensive, but you know, you get not a lot of pixels. See if I can find it. Hold on. It's either, yeah, 16 by 32. So these are 25 bucks. So that's as cheap as it's gonna get, but it's only 16 by 32 and most people want like a ton of pixels. 16 by 32 is not much, but it is, you know, it compare, com, considering how many LEDs you get, the price is really good. Okay. Okay. And it is time for the great search. That's right. Where in the world is that part I need? The great search with DigiKey. Every single week we do the great search. With DigiKey, Lady Ada shows you how to find all things you're looking for on the DigiKey site. What is the great search this week, Lady Ada? Okay, so this week we're going to show how to chain together these um, RGB LED matrices if you've picked up a matrix portal from Adafruit or DigiKey. You want to connect multiple matrices together, especially if you need a custom cable length. Um, IDC cables are really, really popular. Um, they're incredibly inexpensive. Uh, they're kind of a standard. They use uh, 0.1 inch spacing. Um, you know, they're, they're fairly easy to put together, especially if you, you have factory. Uh, so, you know, it, they're not, they don't have like weird, like, you know, you have to get contacts in. You basically just like crimp them down all at once. They're very, that's why it makes them very cheap um, and common is because they're very simple to manufacture. And um, you can get these like crimper things that allow you to create your own IDC cables. Um, and I've done this and Phil, you remember we had a little press that we made IDC yeah. cables with and it kind of sucks. So what I do recommend is, um, you know, just get the cables pre-made from DigiKey. They'll do it for you. Especially if you only need a couple, you don't want to pick up, like these are, you know, not inexpensive tools. If you don't have to uh, make them yourself, uh, just get them at DigiKey. They're only a couple bucks and you can get them in like any size, length and configuration you want. So uh, the cables that we will be getting, uh, do you mind if we go to the overhead real fast? these IDC cables that go between RGB matrices. So um, you'll, you'll know the common IDC matrix, uh, sorry, the common IDC cable by the fact that they tend to be two rows, very common. It's rare to see one row. Um, there'll be this little nub here sometimes, and that matches with a cutout on, you can even see on the silk screen, there's a little notch. That's the polarizing key. Um, 
there's often a red marking on the uh, connector. You'll also know that these are very common, um, you know, they're used with uh, Raspberry Pi. So like, you know, this is a, a Raspberry Pi with an IDC connector as well. Um, also the same dual row, 40 pin. This one is less, so this one is dual row, um, eight pins, right? So you count them, eight pins two times, 16 pin total, has a polarizing key. So that's something we have to watch for. We want to make sure that we get that. And then, you know, we can get these in almost every length and size and color, but uh, we won't care about the color too much this time. So let's go to the computer. Okay, so in case you're wondering all about IDC connectors, like what does IDC stand for? And I was like, I don't remember. Insulation displacement connector. And again, they look like this. They have these little uh, notches in the connector that they, when you connect them, they crimp, they, they go into the ribbon cable and uh, kind of nick it. And that's what makes the contacts. And you can, um, you can get them with like a DB connectors on the end we want in this case. Uh, another thing that's really cool about them is you can have them like in the center. A few people remember putting together computers and you had like SCSI drives or um, uh, what's it called? IDE drives. And you remember you'd have, or floppy, you'd have like two of these. Um, connectors on one cable. Uh, now these people use SATA, so this is not as common, but um, that's, you know, again, incredibly popular cable. So uh, let's go to DigiKey. And uh, luckily searching for IDC cables is really easy. You start with IDC cables, right? Classic. Um, and then you can get parts to make your own if you so wish, like if you just want that crimpy part, but again, you need, you need to like use a vise to, to make it squish evenly. Um, that said, they come in like panel mount style and they come in like free hanging style and like they come with like little, little hooky things on the side and that's, that grabs the cable and keeps it in place, which is, is amazing. There's, there's a lot of innovation IDC cables. Gold plate, tin plate. Anyway, so if you wanna make your own cables, go to town. Um, there's also D subversions, right? But what we're going to look at is the assemblies. Um, now assemblies are interesting. You can get cable assemblies from DigiKey. Thing to watch for is um, they're not in stock. They'll take a day sometimes because somebody actually has to make the cable for you. And especially if you're making a bunch of cables, um, they may not be like socked cables. That said, uh, we should always look for active cables and um, okay so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to look at number positions again uh, two by eight means 16 total things that stick in so let's apply that okay next up how many rows again number of rows is like two if it's not two something's weird IDC cables are almost almost always two next up there's the pitch of the cable and the pitch of the connector um, now there are two millimeter pitch or 1.27 pitch connectors. Uh, people will actually see 1.27 pitch connectors on SWD cables. Um, if you've ever had to um, debug a board, I don't know if I have. Yeah, hold on. Can, uh, can you go to the overhead real fast and I'll show this. Um, if you ever have a something with like a good SWD or JTAG debug, you might see these like, it's IDC, right? It's got that same notch and it's got the same dual row like connector, but this is point, um, this is 0.05 inch, not 0.1 inch. So it's, it's like ultra fine. Uh, you'll know when you see these because they're like, wow, it looks like an IDC, but like shrunken down. 
Um, that's when you're using 1.27 millimeter, but it's not common for like when you're usually dealing with these kind of cables because these are a little bit more expensive. Okay, so back to the computer. So uh, for the pitch of the connector, we want 2.54, and then the pitch of the cable is going to be half because the, the, the cable connectors are two per lane and they alternate. Anyways, it's just believe me, it's going to be 0.1 inch and then it actually won't even show up if you select 0.1 inch spacing because they have to be 0.05. Um, and then there's a couple like, okay, there's like all the options for like strain relief and stuff. But let's look at all the connector ends. So you can get them with like raw cable on the ends. So there's only like one plug E part. You can get them with different connector orientations. So like the, this is the, um, the plug, ver there's like the socket version and the plug version. See how this one has like the holes. And then this is, sorry, so this is the socket and this is the plug. And so you can like make extension cables and you can have ones that plug into IDCs. Like again, uh, this is a, innovative uh, uh, place. So you can get like ones with flanges for like mounting, all sorts of stuff. We want the standard um, plug to plug. Like we want this, which is, sorry, that's a socket. Gotta get that right. This is a socket, get the socket connected to a socket. So let's, let's do socket to socket. I think this is what we want. Okay, yeah, that looks right. You want two sockets on either side. Um, and then we get to choose, I mean, there's kind of like a whole bunch of stuff. There's like basically length. So let's just say we want um, like about three feet. So let's select um, all of these options. Like three to four feet. I don't know, I really want a long cable for some reason. Okay. Um, and then do you want the polarizing key strain relief? The strain relief is the folded over part. So um, if you go to the overhead, I'll show you what I mean. So this part here, this is the strain relief. You, it's actually not necessary. You can do without, but it's just um, like you'll, uh, like if you see on this cable, there's no strain relief. Um, the cable just comes out and they're, I mean, it's connected and it's, it's crimped on and it's strong, but it doesn't have that extra, extra thing at the top that doubles over the cable. Whether you want or not, it doesn't matter, but you know, you might have situations where you want a little bit, um, more protection, especially somebody yanking it back and forth a lot. Okay. Let's go back to the computer and we'll wrap it up. Okay. Uh, so we do want the polarizing key and, uh, I don't care about strain relief. So let's get that. And then, uh, finally I'm going to, uh, do my favorite thing, which I sort by price. And this is what came up. So this is, um, socket to socket, 16 pin, two row, unshielded, has a polarizing key is three feet long, uses the gray ribbon. I guess you can get like rainbow. And there's tin and gold plate. You know, it's up to you whether you want tin or gold. I mean, the cost difference is one cent. So honestly, you probably want to go uh, for gold if you're if you're doing it. And then this is the rendering of what you're gonna get. No, that's just a rendering. It's not the actual thing. And then um, you know, there's if you want something slightly different, they give you the uh, ordering code. 
And then when you order this, this is a value added item. What does that mean? It means that they have to assemble it, you know, when they get the order. So you can order as many as you want, but it's not going to like ship immediately. It's going to take, um, you know, a day or depending on how many, a couple days. And then, um, you know, if you order a bunch, there are discounts. So, you know, it, if you get to like a hundred or 200, you're, you're basically going to drop down to like, you know, a dollar, a dollar 50, uh, per cable. And this is a pretty long cable, like three feet, so not a, a minimal amount of size. So if you want shorter cables, they definitely can be inexpensive. So you can see why people really like IDC cables. So next time you see an IDC cable and you're just like, do I have to crimp that? The answer is no. Did you keep crimp it? Does uh, gold last longer? The gold will be less likely to oxidize. So it does, it does last longer and it will, you know, survive in a human environment better. Yeah. But both are Rojas. I wonder about that. All right. All right, and that's the great search. All right, that's the great search. We do the great search every single week. Thank you so much, DigiKey, and thank you, Lady Ada, for showing everyone on how to find stuff on digikey.com. It is an art, it is a science, it is something. Lady Ada does really good, and she shares that with you every single week. That's right. That is. I'm a professional engineer. This week. All right, okay. so we're wrapping it up. That's um, that. Just a little bit of a reminder. If you go to adafruit.com and you click the Adabox button, um, let's just pretend we're doing that. Here I am at adafruit.com. My bookmark, and I check it all the time. Oh, click. I go to adabox.com, and uh, you can still get an Adabox right now. Yes. This will go away. Eventually, it'll say sign up, wait for next time. That's right. So adabox.com, or you can go to adafruit.com and uh, just click the link. And again, just a reminder, some updates on our site. We have what's new button. What's new? What's that, new? That gets you directly new products. We are in a new product role. Um, a lot of people buy them as soon as they're in, so this is a good thing. Yeah, we're going to be putting more inks in the store, and then we yeah. have the voice bonnet coming in next week, and then we have a whole bunch of other little things, like a fingerprint sensor maybe, yeah. and Learn system. other stuff you saw a few months ago. We have 2,000... Um, I'm going to take a guess. Uh, 2,317. Okay, yeah, so probably... I thought it was 2,315. It's 2,317. And um, also a reminder, if you uh, want to hang out and see a live show, we have just about a live show every day. When you click live, uh, it'll take you there. So we might get to like 2,500 by like March or so. 25 what? 100 uh, guides. We're at 2,300 right now. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have a... We'll get to 5,000 products. We'll, we'll, yeah. I wonder which part will be product number 5,000. Yeah, we'll see. All right. All right, thanks, everybody. So that's our show for tonight. Thank you for being part of Desk of Lady Ada. We'll see everybody during the week. Tuesday is JP's product pick. Wednesday is show and tell. And ask an engineer. And 3D Hangouts. Thursday, JP's workshop. And Friday, a deep dive in CircuitPython with Scott. See you all next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.